Happy birthday, Jesse. Happy birthday, Olivia. You're <laughs> well, 30. Yeah. Well, not quite. I guess at the time this podcast will air, I will be 30. We're not recording it on that date. Uh, but this one is going to fall in between both of our birthdays, mm-hmm. which are August 30th and September 22nd. 2nd? 2nd? 21st? No. 23rd. No. 24th? Yes. 24th. Oh my God. So you, you took four guesses. Sarah Price, and then like 10 other people that I know all have birthdays right there in that block. That's so fair. I get all of you very confused. It's uh, very popular. But we'll get you a gift. Yes, I'm a gift person. It is one of my love languages of the five love languages. Yes. Olivia is a very thoughtful gift giver. I try to be. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about gifts today because why on earth do we even give gifts for birthdays? That's such a random. It is. Yeah. When we thought about this episode, we thought about like, what, what about birthdays are things that we might want to dig into and what are some of our traditions and why? Yeah. So that's what yeah. this episode is. And birthday gifts, you know, this is something that I've learned over the past year-ish with other issues in my family that um, gifts aren't everybody's thing. I mean, I love giving gifts. Like, I feel good when I give a gift to somebody. But some people don't love having to think about a gift, having to wrap the gift, having to feel the pressure of feeling thoughtful about a gift. So I do or think... Or even um, how to... Even in receiving a gift right, is, and a, you're like, is a thing. Yeah. yeah. And so I think... I think that gift giving is a little bit unfair. Uh, I think it's something that we could definitely reshape, but I don't think it'll be as long lasting because I can't tell you that I even could name five people who love gifts. Like my husband doesn't really. He's he's like, OK, great. Thanks. Like he doesn't need or want for things. I would say you appreciate gifts, but I can't really like some people are just like, oh, great. And I don't know. How yeah. do you feel about that? Um, well, shout out to my youngest brother, Carl. Oh, yeah, He's Carl. an excellent gift giver. Wonderful. He's so thoughtful. Um, even just down to the card. And I mean, he I don't. He's, <laughs> so I, ha- I have three brothers. So there's four of us. And um, he has mean he maintains the birthday tradition. He gives us birthday gifts. And so he's the only brother that I give birthday gifts oh. to in return because I'm like, listen, the rest of us but aren't doing fair, that. But it's so thoughtful. Right. Mm. I mean, I think that's fine, though. You you have this sort of unpoken rule in your family about who gives gifts and who doesn't. And I think that I don't know that my other acceptable. brothers give him gifts. I hope they do. But <laughs> But if you know that somebody doesn't like giving or receiving gifts and you don't give them a gift and you don't receive a gift from them. Sure. I think that's fair. I really do. And that's hard for me to say as somebody that likes gifts. But then also, you know, this year, one of my resolutions was to do no fast fashion, Mm -hmm. trying to get rid of things, trying to be a little bit more minimalistic. And the amount of stuff that I gave away this year to thrift stores and... So the so the problem therein lies with like the guilt that we feel with gifts Mm -hmm. as well. Um... The um, the magical art of tidying up the Marie Kondo yes, book. Yeah, she has a whole chapter on gifts. Ooh, I actually a, should read a, it. Read as a it. phase that we have to purge things that have been given to us that we feel guilty about getting rid of. Yeah, I mean, these could be things from people who are no longer here on this earth. It mm-hmm. could be things, you know, things that our parents gave us yeah. or us, you know, um, an old friend and. Or, you know, an old uh, relationship. So, I mean, it is, it carries a lot of, that carries a lot of, um... Wait. Meaning to yeah. us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's a whole, therefore, it's a whole category that we have to deal with. Yeah. When we're thinking about, you know, waste and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel 
a particular kind of way about greeting cards because I find them mm. to be incredibly expensive and sort of like expected, but people mm. just sort of toss them aside because yeah. what they really want is the gift. And it's like, well, I just spent five extra dollars on that card. Yeah. And some people, again, <laughs> like my brother, it do sings. appreciate a good card. <laughs> I I do frequently save like the, maybe a really particularly special or thoughtful card. Mm-hmm. But then I also feel like, okay, now I have this big box of cards. I do too. What is that about? Yep, I do too. And I'll never look at them again. I mean, I'm never going to go through and like, I wonder what you everybody might. wrote. I mean, but it, in a Oy. future nostalgic moment. Well, we're going to talk about that. So a little note up top that this podcast is about origins that we take for granted every day. And the premise is that Jesse and I research things separately. And then we're going to tell each other what we found so that we have a genuine, authentic reaction to the discovery of tips. Yeah. So sometimes if it seems like, and this one's actually probably going to overlap a little bit. Definitely. Because the origins of birthdays, I think we both mm-hmm. we both encountered with our specific uh, topics. But yeah, generally, I don't know what she's going to tell me and she doesn't know what I'm going to tell her, which yeah. makes it really fun. Yeah, you're so learning with us. You're learning along with us. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to go first. We try to do the oldest thing first. And I, I'm pretty again, sure. we don't always know, but well, I think birthdays came first (laughs) before the birthday cake yes or birthday parties right yeah yeah okay so why do we even celebrate birthdays at all because if you think about it that's kind of a weird thing to celebrate in the beginning I mean it happens every year you know it's coming you didn't do anything right like technically well maybe you mm, you know had a year of if you had a milestone that's different like if you like got a new job and you know I'm seeing a lot and just as another little side note this one's real rambly but uh, why do we do showers for things, but not for others, right? Like, yeah, why well, not a shower for a brand new job or a shower for your, like a big house party shower? Like you do baby showers and you do wedding showers, but like, why not celebrate other? Uh, people do housewarmings. Yeah, and... I guess the, the job thing, I think. Like, I, think, I just yeah, started a business. A really, that's a really good point. Why? Well, I mean... <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say that it <laughs> could have to do with like valuing, you know, uh, a parental role more above a, a job in terms, in terms of like, you know, marking a, a birth or a marriage. Yeah, I see be. that. Um, I do think when I tend to get, if I get a new job or permission or something, I go out to eat maybe. Uh, totally. Like buy myself a nice thing. Yeah, but you're getting your PhD and I think that should be very much celebrated when it happens. I mean, that you should have like a whole big sure. thing and you should get presents and <laughs> everything with like doctor and scripted on it. Like, yeah, monogrammed on it. So, um birthdays celebrating them and then also the other note is that why don't we do things for our parents a little bit more which I have I have a little bit of a weirdness about that where it's like you didn't ask to be born you were born and so you can't really I mean yes thank you mom and dad for having me but also well, to me it's about then they also raised you but then also it's problematic but because you not legally have is. to and then well, everyone and is and well who who raises a person is different than who their parents are and right cases, right right so, so there's a lot of weirdness around that so technically the idea of birthdays hasn't always been how we think of it Hmm. so let's also talk about the calendar because to celebrate a birthday you have to have a calendar you have to know what day it is (laughs) and calendars are a thing that i feel like we dance around this podcast that i don't Mm -hmm. know that we should do in order to because it's so it's a lot deep I'm going to lightly talk about it. And I will tell you guys that birthdays pretty much did not exist before the calendar. Because how on earth would well, you we know? Also, before we had a calendar, we had no concern for not e- 
probably noting when a person even was born. Like, right. why are you trying exactly. to Exactly. Before calendars, it was more about like, okay, the sun is going to be in this position so that we can grow our crops. And then the sun is going to be in this position. And then, you know, the sun, they knew what time it was because yeah. like, oh, sun is in the middle of the sky. But calendars are a huge part of birthdays because you have to have a day. That's interesting. And I also, not to jump ahead for you at all, but I, I think when I was researching it, this idea of like why we would start to track birthdays was not so much to celebrate the person, but to have a record of their, well, I was thinking a record of their being alive. So whether they needed to pay taxes or whether they needed to do Mm -hmm. military service, they just needed to know like, you know, generally how old you were. Oh, it's even earlier than that though. Yeah. It gets crazy. Okay. So let's start. So did you say evil spirits? Oh yeah. It's evil spirits. Um, okay. So the, the Julian calendar by Julius Caesar was in 46 BC. So he starts a calendar in Rome. It's very vain. It's all about him. I mean, June and July are pretty much Julian calendars, Right. And it was kind of, I'm not going to get too into calendars. We maybe could do that. And our measurements would be really interesting. We just talk straight calendar. Well, we could maybe tackle it for several sows. (laughs) several sods. Um, But the Julian calendar was a little bit off mathematically. Um, So for years and years and years, um, Easter was the problem because it's supposed to fall on a certain day. But in the Julian calendar, it can't. Um, because of leap year it's tied and to the, the way. moon. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the the it's how the sun rotates in the sky. So Pope Gregory the thirteenth looks like it X one 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 one. That's thirteen. <laughs> um, he introduced the Gregorian calendar, which is what we use today, and it has some oh, small modifications. So he added. I was going to say, didn't he add a couple months? He added a few months. So that's pretty big. That's a pretty well, big addition. Yeah, I think it was only two months, and then he also changed the time. He added eleven minutes. So you know how we have some days that are like technically longer than others. Mm. Astronomers calculate it correctly. A super neat thing about the calendar, though, is that um, octo, septi. Oh, yeah. They were in order. Deci mm-hmm. or noven deci. They were they were the eighth, seventh, not, eighth, yeah. ninth and tenth months. <laughs> now they're not. But now they're the <laughs> right. They're the last yes. four because we added. right. We June, added July. January. We added oh, January. Okay. And I think okay. I don't have it on this particular thing, but yeah, they added. Yeah, it. that's a cool factoid, right? I mean, they did used to have oh, that's yeah. why they have that prefix, because yep. they were the seventh, eighth, ninth and tenth yep. months. Um, and so this was done in 1582. OK, so, uh, you know, there was a big time, you know, for 46 B.C. and then 1582 or is a big time difference but the idea of a calendar and a correct calendar is definitely really interesting to note about that because without a calendar day there is no birthday Mm -hmm. so i said evil spirit Mm -hmm. so much of humanity is tied to the beyond spirituality belief christianity faith Um, why are we here what What else is out there when considering thinking about a birthday you have to think about that um it's it's more about a blessing that you're still alive. So you mentioned like taxes and stuff. Well, keep in mind, little kids, this is super morbid, but the mortality rate for birth was really, really low in old times. So you didn't know. Mortality rate was high. Yes. <laughs> I said the opposite. So you didn't know. You had a you'd low have chance a kid. of surviving. You'd be like, oh, or I even hope the kid makes it. Surviving past birth but then also mm-hmm. like your first five years aren't they mm-hmm. you're very much yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, may, might not make it maybe yeah so you have to think that really every year of life is a blessing and who do you thank not still your important. parents still an important yeah you thank god mm-hmm. so you thank thank goodness thank you god spirituality for allowing me to live another year mm-hmm. so birthday started as giving a gift 
to God, to the higher up. So people would give you things as an, as a way to then give an offering, an offering. Yes, that sounds very culty kind of. Um, but this is even before Christianity. This is just like, thank you for allowing me to live. Here is a bundle of flowers or, or whatever. So people were giving gifts to help you um, appreciate your other year of life. So it, it's a little scarier. It's a little bit more like, thank you, no, God. I think that's like, even, don't. I think that's just more basic. It's that it's like, I think at some point we've gotten away from that as an understanding of mm-hmm. like, you know, marking an age and feeling, you know, feeling, uh, a little bit sad on your birthday and you know, if like I'm one year older, but it's like, mm-hmm. no, I had this great year and now I can look forward to the next one, but like an appreciation of what's past rather than like, thank you for allowing me to be alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They didn't really do that. In the old oh days. crap. Now I'm a year older. Yeah. In the old days, they didn't really care. Oh, I'm a whole year older. I'm so old. In the old days, they were scared. They were like, Oh my God. You know, they were very God fearing. So it was very much so like, Oh my God, please, please don't smite me. Like, here's gifts for the next year. So Mm -hmm. you have to think like, if you're one of those people like my husband who hates turning a year older, it's like, well, like technically you should be like really grateful. And it's one of those things. Um, But this is also a time just to contextualize, at least as far as I understand when people also, the gods were deciding law, you know, mm -hmm. it was, it was, um, Lots of systems revolved around you could be smited for having stoned another man, but mm-hmm. it, and it was it when it was um, God's law versus a law that was, you know, created by man. So these are all very early, like you know, the concept of you being alive or mm-hmm. you know who, who your fate lied with. I think, yeah, was more more in the sky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. More very, very spiritual. So there's two big. Um, I said the Romans, there's one other one that contribute to our modern day understanding of birthdays. Now, this isn't to say that there aren't other birthday traditions, China, India, there's lots of other places that have their own separate line, but I'm specifically talking about the American, our origin. How do we come to celebrate birthdays like we do today? How do we celebrate them the way we do today? And the other one is Egypt. The Egyptians loved birthdays. That's because when pharaohs um, had a birthday, they celebrated their transformation into a god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were real excited. Do you have this too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were real excited. Like, okay, this is the day that I. And it makes it really. It's a big deal, yeah, right? Yeah. You're going from man to god. So, oh yeah, you're gonna celebrate, a party. right? <laughs> so this is actually mentioned in the Bible. Sorry if I'm taking this quote from you. No, this just means that I can pick yeah. up where you left off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a little bit more, but um, so Genesis forty twenty. Now the third day was Pharaoh's birthday and he gave a feast for all his officials. He lifted up the heads of the chief cupbearer and the chief baker in the presence of his officials. So mm. it's even mentioned in the Bible um, about a Pharaoh's birthday. Having so, a party. Yeah. yeah I, so, I read that it was one of the oldest records of a birthday yes. party. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about the Romans a little bit because the Romans had a similar thing. So while the Romans didn't exactly celebrate birthdays in the beginning, they did celebrate something called Dies Natalis, which is a birth day, but not for people, for temples, cities, and monarchs and kings. So mm. they love celebrations. Oh my gosh. The Roman calendar, apparently there were 42 festivals in a year. That's a lot of festivals that they yeah, just we should, celebrated. We should do that again. I, I mean, would I love think that. I definitely noted that people in time in Roman times, etc., or mm-hmm. Egyptian, I guess, depending on which culture, they were specifically having parties, not so much for the common people for their birthday, but to celebrate the births of their yep. um leaders, which yep. it makes sense like we, you know, we celebrate um well, we used to celebrate 
like Washington's birthday, Lincoln's birthday. Yeah. We celebrate um, MLK Day. I mean, the, those sort of have now the origins were, you know, ostensibly in celebrating birthdays, even though it now mm-hmm. has become more ambiguous. Yep. So it was very similar in Roman times. Yet you really only celebrated the higher up people. Mm-hmm. If you were a common man, you might mention it, but no one's going to like celebrate it, celebrate it. Well, depending, they may not even know when you were born. That's true. Really, like the, what, the, a general season, the but poor, maybe not like yep. a time of the poor specific. person did not. And the Romans didn't let women celebrate birthdays. Yeah, didn't so. matter. <laughs> only men, only men only got to men. celebrate a birthday. The women did not get to do anything, so they probably would not have cared. So that's fun. So there is a famous inscription in Roman antiquity. Um, it's from Vindolanda, a fort. And it's a birthday letter of Claudia Severa, who was writing to her friend. I guess she did. This is a woman. So I guess she did kind of celebrate. Um, she wrote to her friend Sulpicia Lepidina on a small wooden tablet. And we have it. It's really I love old writings and things. We actually have a small wooden tablet. Um, so she dictated a scribe. It's an invitation to her friend for a birthday celebration and well wishes so they must have celebrated a small get together or a small party quote unquote so that's fascinating um that it's a woman but that's the earliest birthday well, she, invitation. i mean she would have been someone of nobility if she was mm-hmm. having a, like you know uh ancient ancient stationery is essentially yeah. the stone tablet so yes. it's, it's quite a lot of work to send someone that memo yes oh yeah this is like only for rich people <laughs> this this podcast yeah. sometimes is for well the people who had it first were going to be the ones who could mm-hmm. yeah pull together the resources at a time when it was fortunately very rare yeah so when did we start selling breeding birthdays in america oh and i guess i should note that technically when we started this podcast you were going to do cakes and i was going to do gift gift giving yes we were there is nothing on gift giving i think it's just so old and so pervasive yeah Yeah. but i was surprised at the amount of articles um that would have unsighted sources they would not have it wouldn't say like it would say like oh gifts were given around this time but then i would look and there was no source and i'm not going to trust a website that's like from some blogger that doesn't have a Can citation. i read to you what i have at the top of this? Yeah. It says this is me writing. Oh. <laughs> Once again, I would like to say off the top that I get really mad when I'm researching a podcast. Uh, and there's articles written about these things that make bold claims. It was the Egyptians. It was the Greeks. Mm-hmm. It was the Romans with no source cited. Literally, like, it makes me think that are you making this up because these are old civilizations? Like, on what is this based? Three different articles cite three different mm-hmm. ancient civilizations. And I have no way of knowing yep. what that's based on. It's so frustrating yeah, so that was that i ran into I that exact thing and then i also ran into a few paywalls in this one which would frustrated mm. me even more because if, if somebody wrote a text in like the 1890s called like a birthdays a ritual celebration yeah. i'm like oh that's perfect i'll read that and it was you know, behind a paywall we should talk about that uh i mean you and i off air mm-hmm. because i have access to gsu's library i made a so json I ha- account I oh made, i made an account yeah. jstor yeah I should let you json is a coding language <laughs> it, well jstor is a uh, compendium for yeah. historical but references I, yeah it was only a free account so i guess i need to get there might be some limits but i can i can give you that it's it's so important for me when i'm doing this because i'm like okay thank you blogger yeah, AYZ, but I'm gonna go over here and find something. Yeah. So just yeah. know that we are trying very hard. So um I was gonna do gifts. I couldn't find yeah. enough that was like an official, I think it just evolved over time. But I can tell you that the way we traditionally give gifts and do parties is so American and so capitalizationized, whatever the word is. So 
capitalization. <laughs> whatever the word is. So steeped in capitalism. Yes, Let's go with that. That. So in America, we didn't really it's celebrate birthdays and stuff. stuff. Yes, it is about buying. So it was really when when we came over to America, they didn't really celebrate birthdays. They're all poor. They're all trying to get the ground started well, again, over here. It's it's Hazel's hierarchy. There's other important things right. happening that involve survival. Yes. Yes. And so once that once they got settled and then also this was a time of Puritanism, this is a time of strict religion, strict God fearing, strict everything. And so you just weren't going to do that. You just weren't going to celebrate a kid's birthday when you should be out celebrating God or celebrating mm-hmm. something else. So you have to imagine that it, it wasn't normal to be like, oh, my God, it's Billy's birthday. I and mean, that's just too much focus on a single person that's too much that's too much um reverence or what is the word um it's in the commandments thou shalt not like praise and, yeah, yeah idolize mm-hmm. so it's, it's something about that um mm-hmm. but which is because you could still have the idea that you're that you're praising god for being alive i mean the, that could be yeah. a component of your birthday celebration yes but, but they weren't going to go to the store and get you a little oh no for sure for sure yeah, yeah. No, no 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 they might get you like an extra little bread loaf or something or you get extra soup in your bowl tonight but it wasn't <laughs> we'll put a little bit you of weren't sugar gonna go get that yeah. yep so it wasn't really until the 1800s and into the early 1900s that, like the party started to happen um and then the 20s hit the 1920s is really when I started seeing research around birthday parties. It's time for streamers and balloons and things because of there's products were mask yeah. producing things were mask making things. And it became um, a big deal for people to celebrate in that way. Yeah, there's economy for it. There's yep. um, some excess. And I think also marketing, right? The evolution oh, yeah. of, OK, well, so-and-so has it. So I need it, too. Exactly. And then this is such a fun note. To me, because I really want to go back in time and like look at some of the stuff, but <laughs> the 1980s was when you started to see bowling alleys, roller skating rinks, arcades. Oh, yeah. Like and the, the classic mm-hmm. kids' birthday party. And the marketing for those was kids' birthday party. So, of course, if you're a, a, an establishment that's centered around celebration and fun, you're going to start marketing. And so then it becomes... Chuck E. Cheese. Into the, yes, Chuck E. Cheese is a great example. <laughs> so then it becomes, it seeps into the culture. It's not that we've been celebrating birthday parties since Roman times. Like you're, there is no Roman Chuck E. Cheese, yeah. which is hysterical to think about, like the little. No, it was, it's definitely, it definitely seems that it is now sort of, because then if you think about it, what happens for children is they're like, well, so-and-so had a birthday party, so oh, I need a birthday party too. And then now you feel bad if you like either don't yeah. want to buy into that or don't have the funds to be able to buy exactly. into that. Exactly. Like, and how do you. Oh, you know yeah or if you don't have the same type of friends like I remember mm-hmm. being a little bit of an oddball and it's like I had friends but like none that I would be like come sleep over or yeah. whatever and then it does become this big thing and it is expensive and now you see these like rich people birthday parties but it, it this isn't a cultural this isn't something that goes back hundreds and hundreds of years I mean mm-hmm. yes birthdays do but not the modern day birthday party so if you feel stressed on making a birthday party for your kid try doing something else there, there's a lot of big I, I in this research i found a lot of other articles that were saying like here are things to do instead of a birthday party oh, like here really are neat. some ways mm-hmm. you can maybe take your kids to go somewhere that they can give back or yeah or they can have a memorable experience without it being like a yes. gluttonous display of how many gifts yeah. they get and how many people came over and like, oh my gosh about me like uh Dudley, Harry 
fun. Yes. When he's like, how many gifts are there? Yes. And he's like, 31, 32. And he's like, there were 33 last year. And yeah, it's about it's like the quantity. Of, it's something in the 30s. Yeah. So I, I understand how tough it is. And as, as somebody who loves gifts, it's hard for me to say out loud, like, no, they aren't that important. It's more about the the care and the experience. Well, I think the, and But I think for you, the meaning of a gift is in the relationship you have with the person perhaps mm, yeah i think i think it's just a love language thing you know like yeah because to me when when i'm giving you a gift and i know that that's something you mm-hmm. really care about that is that is me expressing to you like yeah hey, you mean a lot to me here's mm-hmm. this thing i knew you would like exactly and i think it goes a step further where it's i knew that you were thinking of me at a different time mm-hmm. so there oh, was a, a different day when you saw something and you said oh that's my friend olivia she would love that that's different from <laughs> that other... is what happens i'm yeah. like oh i know she would love yeah, this yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is different from the other love languages or other ways to do that where it's like okay you're throwing a birthday party so i don't have to think about your birthday until i'm there kind of thing um but that's yeah. just my love language it's not my husband's like adrian does not he's a person where i'm like i got you th- i got him this um for valentine's day i got him this like russian chess set because we we went to russia and like we love kind of that kind of culture oh, and he was yeah. like thanks have you played it oh yeah yeah we play it okay, all the time but okay. but uh he definitely was like oh cool like it just didn't yeah, for you it was in meeting meaning yeah and, yeah, yeah for him yeah so i i get it though, but i have to take a step back and go okay it was fun for me to give this to him but it's okay that he's not like jumping up and down yeah. about that yeah and I've, i don't know if we've talked about it yet though too but you keep refer- referencing love languages that is a thing you can look up oh by the yeah way, go take the listener, test mm-hmm. uh to figure out your love language and it i think it is really insightful because it 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 can help you figure out why when you do something nice for a person it's not reciprocated <laughs> the same care. way or they don't care. like if my I know my, I think mine is acts of service service mm-hmm. so it means a lot to me if you go do a thing mm-hmm. for me like it's, grab it's, you it's like an action mm-hmm. rather than mm-hmm. yeah I think it's thing. gifts and, mm-hmm. acts of service quality time physical touch yes and words of affirmation there you go so but so everyone mm-hmm. has different different ones and so if you have a friend or a family member or a partner that is you know yeah you're not noticing mm-hmm. having different love languages could be a source of Strife. tension yeah. for you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. adrian's is uh there. quality time okay. so i uh, like yesterday was a perfect example where i really felt like watching what i wanted to watch and he felt like watching what he wanted to watch and but so, it was about being together well <laughs> so i was like okay i'm gonna go into the bedroom and so like i i like got all comfortable and then i was watching my own thing and then about 45 minutes later, the door opens and he's like, hey, what you doing? And I'm like, watch a new girl. He's like, oh, can I come? I'm like, yes, you can come sit in here with me because it's just his love language to be sitting there with me, yeah. doing something with me. Um, and that's not necessarily my love language. Like, I can still feel loved if I'm not currently with someone. Yeah. Um yeah, so find out. There's a quiz. You said yours was acts of service. Yeah, Do you know is. what your husband's is? I don't. <laughs> you have to get him to take the test. That's yeah, really funny. Um, the last thing that I have, well, so let me kind of recap birthdays. Basically, birthdays started as a way to celebrate um, in Roman times to celebrate leaders and, and, and large structures like, oh, this thing was created. It really only started because of the calendar, because you need a way to sense. actually mm-hmm. have, a, have a birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, the Egyptians loved birthdays because it was their way to celebrate becoming a god. Congrats to them. The last thing that I really have to talk through um I mean, yeah, and then the 80 and then in America, it really was more about capital, uh, capitalism and the purchasing of items. But what about that happy birthday song? 
Did you cover yeah, the song? No, I didn't. Mm-mm. Oh, man. I did cakes and cakes alone. Okay. So the happy birthday song. Everybody knows it, right? You like grow up knowing the happy birthday song. And I actually have beef with beef with the happy birthday song because it's actually a, to me, it's very like sad and slow. Huh. Happy yeah, birthday. To, I don't know, it just it seems so okay. slow. Yeah, it's slow. It's also a little culty and it's also like awkward. Like I do not want people <laughs> to sing the happy birthday song to me. That's a nightmare yeah. to me. Um, like I don't want to be the center of attention in that kind of way. Like I don't want everybody to be looking at me at the same time. That's why the wedding was, my wedding was a little hard for me because it was like, wow, there's like 200 people here yeah, and they're all looking at me this whole time. And mm-hmm. uh, okay. So the happy birthday song actually started as um, it's two sisters. Their names are Kentucky Sisters, Patty and Mildred Hill. Their names are Kentucky Sisters. Yes. <laughs> Kentucky Sisters, Patty and Mildred Hill. Um, this was in the 19th century, 1890s. Um, okay. That's, I mean, that's they fairly wrote old. It for, well, it was different. They wrote it for their kindergarten students and it was called Good Morning to All. So your complaint that it's slow and calm is because it didn't start out as a happy birthday song. Mm, it used to be sense. good morning to you. Good morning to you. Good morning, Dilt. Dear children, good morning to you. That's what they sang every morning. The kids would come to class and they would all sing. Who appropriated it? Um, So it caught like wildfire because it's so catchy. The kids were going home and singing it. They were like singing to their Ah. parents. And so then it shows up in a play in Kentucky. And then so the sisters go to see this play and they're like, uh... That's, That's the song. song we wrote. And they copyrighted it. So technically, that melody is in copyright. And they like took royalties on it for years. But isn't it? It's too old now. Yes. Now right? it's too old. Now it's in public domain and everything. Okay. Um, but yeah, technically, it was copyrighted for a really, really long time because they were like, no, 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 no. Like we actually have like there's actual sheet music wow. that they wrote what? to sing it to children. Yeah. So it was a little back and forth. So it just it's one of those things that was just trendy. I mean, it just caught on like any other music that catches well, cause on. Because I'm interested in. Like when did it switch to being happy birthday? Because as you just pointed out, main birthdays. Oh, they did it. Sorry, it aligned with the twenties. They like changed you were it. The kind of heyday so of birthdays. It was the the. It says when a student's birthday arrived, the class would replace "Good morning to all" or "Good morning to you" with "Happy birthday to you." Mm. So they actually did change the lyrics, but the tune was so catchy that it started spreading like wildfire. So really, it's oh, just Kentucky, really Louisville, Kentucky is where the happy birthday song started, and it just sort of. Now we sing it 100 plus years. Now we use it still. to count how many seconds we're washing our hands. Oh. 2020 version. <laughs> yes. And if you don't like that, you can sing the good morning version. So you or a good evening or good afternoon. You can do whatever you need to do. Um, <laughs> I was going to say now we use it to suffer while we sit there awkwardly while everybody looks at you while you blow out. Or candles. while people wear um, sombreros oh near you God. in a restaurant. <laughs> Which is so gross. Don't miss that in the pandemic. I don't understand. <laughs> this pandemic has shown us shown me specifically how many times I used to like touch or interact with things that were really gross. But I can't believe I did that. Like we used to stand in lines with people or you could like breathe down their necks. Like I just remember being in like a coffee line and there's people like crowding me or like the sombrero thing is really gross or like touching number pads and like well, I think I think it's um Oh my gosh. Uh, lots of Asian countries are super aware of that because they're also a lot more population dense. And if you've ever been to China, Japan, I it's on the list. I mean, they're so um, clean. Well, well, they're clean in Japan. I, I think I've heard China clean, but mm. um, <laughs> they're no, but they're no dirtier than a U.S. city. I mean, that's, that's like, yeah. the cities there is a city. A city is a city. But my point is that's why I think they're a lot more cognizant 
if a bad cold's going around, they whip out their masks. Like mask culture has just been mm. a part of um, some Asian cultures for a lot longer. And yeah. there's lots of great sources I can give you on that. Um, some really great um, work that's come out this year about sort of the, the specific culture of masks and yeah. why they're more just um, widely used and accepted in, mm-hmm. in some societies versus others. And I love it has a lot to do, do with the background of diseases in the past, but also yeah, things like population density and living in cities and having enough space to be apart from each other. But if you can't, being able to protect other people by yeah not breathing on them. Yeah. So so that's birthdays. That's so uh, birthday gifts. Who knows really yeah, when I it started? But everything else is just birthdays have been have been kind of strange this year because it is a time when oh, you would normally get gosh. together and you're not. And what are you doing instead? And yeah, um, I will just say because this is coming out, I think right before my birthday. Yeah. I always take my birthday off. I don't work on my birthday and I do whatever I want on my birthday. It's not even that I necessarily need to be hanging out with anyone um, as an adult. Uh, And as a kid, I had, um, you know, a couple fun parties. In fact, for this episode, I should dig up. You should. I should too. Yeah. Favorite uh, birthday cake my mom made for me, which was the year that Good Burger came out and she made (laughs) Good Burger cake. (laughs) That's cute. And it was very cute. Um, Yeah. I should ask my mom to dig up some birthday. I I know I had one big birthday party um and yeah i wanted uh, a bowling alley which oh, was very that fun, is fun. this I one's remember. been hard for me because i'm turning 30 and i i have felt such pressure to to make that milestone count because like when i turned 21 i didn't really do anything i turned 16 we didn't really do like a sweet 16 so yeah. and it, i've wanted to turn 30 for so long like, i'm definitely um jenna it's exciting in 13 going on 30 what's her name <laughs> jenna i think where she's like i want to be 30 and thriving and I do feel like I am thriving mm-hmm. in my business and, and it just feels like I want to celebrate this milestone so much but it got too stressful to even think about it like pandemic aside yeah. I was still like what do I do how do I because I don't like all attention on me and I didn't want to do something big but then the pandemic happened and now it's like <sighs> like I wanted to celebrate it in a big made way it, yeah, and it, it just it made it awkward and so now I'm just doing something quiet nothing big um but i think i'll be celebrating in my own way and perhaps my celebration is more about spending my 30th year in a way that's meaningful to me that's what i've been thinking about is how do i how do i celebrate being 30 instead of the actual turning 30 itself so that's Mm -hmm. my side that makes sense there and (laughs) and it means you can give yourself all year if you need to yeah i mean i think that feels a little bit more like folks or do something special yeah i mean i've done so much i think since 30 like started a business and grown it successfully and well not since 30 but since 20 i don't know what you mean well the years leading up to being 30 oh that yes okay yeah yeah i mean i feel like i've done a lot and i don't think it needs to culminate in this like one day of celebration i think it's a little bit more about cool i'm 30 now and this is like a thing and i don't know that's that's my my sidebar there so I love it. Tell Happy us, birthday. I do want a cake though. <laughs> I am making you a cake. That's, that's my assignment. Cake is so good. I mean, yeah. whoever, I can't wait to hear about who I love cake and brought cake about because it is I delicious. Think that it's, um, it's funny because the traditional birthday cake, mm-hmm. when I was researching this, uh, some of the, you know, very credible sources also contained recipes <laughs> for birthday cakes, which is like, of course they did. Super suspicious. Yeah. But what it means is that as I was looking, I was like, oh, this is perfect. Maybe I'll do some research on Olivia's mm. cake. But traditional cake of uh, traditional birthday cakes are, um, are chocolate. Oh, really? Uh, are chocolate cakes with like, uh, I would not have guessed that. Icing. Yeah. Chocolate is traditional birthday cake. Wow. I think so. 
now I'm second guessing myself, but I think it well, was, that makes sense. Was it, no, it's a yellow cake with chocolate icing. That's Adrian's I'm favorite. Sorry. It's yeah. a yellow cake with chocolate yeah. icing. So it so it looks chocolate on the outside. Mm-hmm. That, sorry, everyone. No, no, no. That, but it, that's but that a, yeah. is a traditional birthday cake, and so that um, is his favorite. Yeah, it, that's not what you asked for, though. No, I do I'm not. Like, I don't like chocolate cake. Actually, when I think of cake, I think well, of a delicious cake, but with chocolate icing. I don't like any part of chocolate on a cake. Usually, got it. If yeah, it's like a vanilla. fudgy kind of cake, maybe, or if it's like an ice cream cake, sure. But like mm-hmm. my, if I'm going to go to Publix and grab a slice of cake, you know, what I'm talking about that. Well, those Publix little, has excellent cake. They do. <laughs> but if I'm going to grab a slice of cake, mm-hmm. I'm going to reach for like a anything probably like like the strawberry at Publix has is really mm-hmm. good. Just the plain white cake that mm-hmm. they have is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, man, cake is just really good all around. So tell us. Well, I will. So <laughs> cakes are credited. To the ancient Greeks. Ancient Greeks. Who adopted the Roman and Egyptian yeah. tradition of having a birthday party. Which I just discussed. But they decided to add dessert. Nice. So. Thanks, Greeks. Which only makes sense. And I, and I probably suspect that lots of uh, feasts that, that these folks were putting on mm-hmm. to celebrate these birthdays contained sweets. Mm-hmm. Um, they just didn't have like a lot of... Um, ceremonial meaning in the way that we think of them as today is like cutting the cake, singing happy birthday, blowing out candles, um, so, you know, having the, the cake is sort of the centerpiece of a birthday party mm-hmm. like that, um, is credited to the ancient Greeks. Though, if you will remember, I think in our gingerbread episode, oh. we talked about how gingerbread, like through the ages, hasn't always been sweet, but was in fact, you know, think about what they were using at the time. Yeah. It would have maybe had honey. You know, the ginger mm-hmm. was a preservative for the treat for the, yeah. you know, so it wasn't, this is very similar. You have to think back to like, this wasn't a layer cake lacquered with icing. Yeah, they didn't I go mean, to Publix and pick up This was like vanilla. wheat and honey and it <laughs> yeah. was just sort of a sweet item that you would have. Uh, but it was, uh, the Greeks did moon-shaped cakes. To offer to Artemis, the goddess oh, of the moon. Yes. And the candles allegedly helped the cakes shine like the moon. Oh. Right? Um, and then there wow. are varying sources who say that candles uh, were linked to the Greeks who believed that they had special magic for granting wishes. But there are mm. a lot of other cultures who um, believe in the smoke carrying their prayers up to the heavens. Nice. It's all about the heavens. It's all so about... So it is very much like, okay, if I if I wish this and I can send my wish upon the smoke, mm-hmm. um, because if you think about it, like lighting a dessert on fire is a super weird <laughs> idea. <laughs> yes. It's a little bit also Let's like when we did candles. Little sticks of wax. In season one. And, and people them. just put them in your window and mm-hmm. it's like that or on the tree. Mm-hmm. Guys, what are you doing? Yeah. We Very just unsafe. love fire. Yeah, we just, <laughs> just let's light it on fire. Ooh, that is that is a strange, strange tradition. But it does, you know, cakes with that lovely glow. Um, is credited to the Greeks. So, but but as I said, other cultures, lots of ancient cultures, have this idea of smoke carrying mm-hmm. prayers to happen. I would love so. to get in a time machine and go witness a Greek birthday party with the moon cake. Mm-hmm. I think it would be really, really cool. So yeah, yeah moon shaped, and then they would sort of have the light on there, the candles. Yeah. Um, probably very rudimentary. I'm not talking mm-hmm. the wax ones that are multicolored that we have, but 
lighting the little candle. Uh, However, the Farmer's Almanac credits the Romans with this idea of cakes. They have evidence of Emperor uh, Hadrian sending cakes by special messenger to invited guests who were unable Mm. to attend his birthday. Mm -hmm. Now, to me, and the article didn't say this, that would imply that there was some other type of dessert at this party. Like they wouldn't surely, they wouldn't only send desserts to the folks who couldn't be there. Anyway, there is a citation of the Romans. uh, And as we talked about them being the first to kind of have this as an annual holiday for other folks Mm -hmm. to celebrate. The rich people, that is. (laughs) So Roman birthday cakes were made of flour, nuts, yeast, and honey. Okay. And it does say to celebrate weddings more commonly. Mm. And the occasional birthday, only if the birthday boy was a famous citizen. (laughs) Only if they were not a woman. (laughs) Maybe I wouldn't like to go to a time machine Mm, and go back. You wouldn't have been invited, ma'am. We had a hard time. Let me tell you. So... Uh, and or, or also anyone who wasn't a wealthy man. So that's yes, true. Let's, let's just say. and they probably didn't make it themselves. They probably hired a like yeah. a peasant to come in the kitchens yeah. and make it, and then like feed us cake. And then the poor exactly. peasant is like, like exactly. I wish I had a cake. <laughs> right. Um, although I guess oh, no. I mean there accounts that I saw about birthdays would have that the you know mm-hmm. all citizens. Even I think one of them said that they would release prisoners on the day of a large celebration of a you know roman king or something but that servants and prisoners were allowed to celebrate too they just didn't like they weren't invited to the same party Mm -hmm. so obviously the party's probably gonna look a lot different yeah or even was it held at all Mm -hmm. so i mean any excuse to i guess celebrate have a celebration sure sure so modern modern um birthday cake um there is an account from 1746 in Germany of Count Ludwig von Zinzendorf, who held an extravagant festival to celebrate his birthday. Mm. And this is a quote from the book, which is Andreas Frey's book, like, you know, a day in the life of him. It'll be cited, <laughs> but it's, it basically describes this, this count's birthday in which it said there was a cake as large as any oven could be found to bake it mm. and holes made in the cake according to the years of the person's age, uh, everyone having a candle stuck into it and one in the middle. So that is important for two reasons. It was in Germany. Mm-hmm. And there was one hole with a candle stuck into it for every year plus one. And hmm. that is heavily tied to the German tradition of the Kinderfest. Did you come across this at all? No. Because I know you jumped to like today's American mm-hmm. birthday. So the German tradition of the Kinderfest began in the 18th century. So this is the 1700s. Mm-hmm. Um, this idea, remember I mentioned the Count's birthday was recorded in 1746. So about the same time, this tradition developed where a child, you would celebrate, similar to how you were saying, celebration of a child's birthday, mm-hmm. specifically, so they don't necessarily note that they that adults were doing this, but you would celebrate a child's birthday by having a cake with candles for their age plus one to signify the upcoming year to live. And it was called the light of life. So this like light sort of the of year life. ahead, right? And okay. so when you were talking about, you know, this, this idea, so, you know, the, that this came from Germany, but also this idea that it would be your age plus one in the in the candles yeah, that's was significant. nice and fortunate. I think there's a definite flip, I might say, in um, God-fearing and God-loving. I, I think that idea of, like, if you were watching Dark right now and there is yeah. a character who is, I would describe as God-fearing. Like, she is somebody that is, um, I don't want to say who it is. People watch Dark on Netflix. That's incredible. 
but she's very strict. She's very mean. She's an old, she's in the 1950s. Yeah. She's a mother to somebody. And you can tell that she's a woman that thinks that like she will go to hell if she's bad. And then I think there's a different idea that like it's loving and like, oh, it's your head. And like, I'm going to go to heaven if I'm good. Well, have like, you studied? I mean, so the religious history has, mm-hmm. I think it's either going to be the split between the between the Catholic Church and the Protestant mm-hmm. Church mm-hmm. is heavily I mean, I didn't do history, so I don't know. And also the Reformation. Yeah. So there is a whole, like, piece of religious history that involves whether you're allowed to have a one-on-one relationship with God or whether you have your relationship with God through other people. Interesting. And that is a whole, um, that's really where, that's really where the Catholics and the Protestants split. Again, this is not an area of expertise for me, my understanding. (laughs) It's a sort of switch between, Uh, like, but there's also, that's why, like, People who are raised in the Catholic faith will say, yes, you are like guilt tripped into like, you you know, this God fearing mm-hmm. idea versus the concept of you being able to have like a healthy relationship with. Yeah. And I know, just I have to power. I have to think that that's how these things come about, though. Like if you're not going to celebrate like a year of life, if you're scared, like it's sure, and I have yeah. a design degree. So I didn't really I took it the minimum history I could. And so I am like crazy. P- please do not <laughs> at me about how wrong I am. But my general understanding is that the reference. Not in religious history, mm-hmm. but the, but that this the idea the Reformation was it was hugely important in like how people saw their relationship with God, and then also that's what split a lot of major sects within yeah, Christianity. I just think that if I I'm had sure to it's guess, the same in other religions yeah, too. if I had to guess though, like celebrating only rich kings their their birthdays, and then you you go to Germany, you know, so many hundreds of years later, and now the kids get to celebrate life. It's just such sure, a different yeah. transition. And then of course you're transitioning to now where we just celebrate it. It does feel a little bit more like gifts and like things, right? It's Absolutely. about streamers and things. And, and, well, I mean, that's not, we're not even going to talk about Christmas, <laughs> <laughs> which up. we have, but I, I like the idea that hopefully, hopefully it will change again. And especially through this pandemic has shown a lot of us like how to connect with human beings is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, I think cake is important though. Cake is so good. Like there are so many years where I, as an adult, just bought myself a birthday yeah, cake. I don't care like, if anyone no, 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 is no. eating it with me. I will have cake Gonna have for a cake. breakfast. Yeah. It is not. Yeah, it's Cakes just delicious. Excellent. Um. So yes, this. Uh, the, so German. The, the German Kinderfest, this year of light. Um. You also had to light the candles in the morning, and then you had to go all day, and you weren't allowed to eat the cake until the evening or blow out your candles. So they Did would they just, just keep, go all day. They would keep the candles going all what? day. A waxy and if they cake. Burnt out. They would light a new one. Yeah, it would be a very unappetizing probably by the end of the day they would just wipe some of that wax off how but, on earth that is insane yeah. but it was sort of this recognition you know throughout the whole day and then you could uh blow them out and uh, eat your cake so um it is important to note and you touched on it briefly with the rise of like celebrating the birthday in terms of stuff mm-hmm. um but just like a lot of other things we've discussed on this podcast cakes were a rarity and they mm-hmm. were a mark of wealth for most of human history. So the ingredients like sugar, vanilla, and butter oh my gosh. would have been incredibly yeah. rare, hard to come by, um, extra special when you use them. So, you know, no burning that cake. Uh, also, the arrival of a, like, more modern oven or way mm-hmm. to cook it was mm-hmm. incredibly important. So a lot of older traditional things were baked over, like, over fire. So mm-hmm. think about, like, a... Uh, cast iron skillet mm-hmm. with a cornbread, you know, that's going to be the way you're making a lot of yeah. cakes for a lot longer. Uh, they're certainly not as sweet. Yeah. So, you know, the mark, the entry of the industrial revolution, the um, ability for more folks to be able to um, find these ingredients, cook them readily uh, with modern baking, and also being able to buy them from 
a other store. people. Yeah. <laughs> not having to make your own go, cake. Go into town, also see the, see the butter person, and then see the sugar exactly. person, and then see this. And, exactly. Because yeah. I know, um, I don't know how much we've talked about this on the podcast before, but Olivia um, loves to, the idea of baking. Oh, and I'm terrible <laughs> and at it. Yeah. She's not very good at it. So, and I, and I bake <laughs> occasionally, but it's like, uh, <sighs> sometimes when I do all this work for a cake, and I can make a good cake, but then I'm like, oh, was it worth it? Yeah. Um, and usually it is like the two times a year that I make a delicious cake, mm-hmm. but also frequently, I mean, especially when you have a spot like Publix up the street, yeah, like, I mean, but that has a lot to do with, you know, where we are today in terms yeah. of modern production so, and. Yeah. Uh, and I think what you're saying a little bit too, is like, even if you have all these tools, you still have to have that, like these people weren't the making these all the, the time. Labor. So where did you even get the expertise? You maybe had yep. to like have it passed down. Like I'm, I have a recipe in front of me and somehow I mess it up every time. Like <laughs> I just, I time things wrong or I, I, I'm like, Oh, they say a tablespoon, but you know, a heaping one or a flat one. Like I just, I don't know why yes. my desserts all come out bad. Not yes. bad. I think my, my baking is aggressively subpar. Like that is, it is aggressively like nothing to write home about. This was fine. I can eat it, but it's not like you eat it. It was so like, sweet because so, for example, uh, I think la- for last oh. holiday season, you decided you yeah. wanted to make a bunch of different Fridays with cookies and you were going to give them to all of your friends. And so yeah, you it's like gifts. Yeah. Pins and mm-hmm. um, I think one of them just tasted like salt. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a salt cookie. I don't know what was happening. Oh, my with God. That one. They were all so bad. And then you ended up having to put some store bought yeah, ones I did. in. I mixed in because you guys were like, oh, these are actually pretty good. And I was like, oh, those are the ones I bought. <laughs> it was perfect. I think I put in some candy canes, but like we have a real oh, large friend so group. Funny. So it was my idea of being like, you know what, instead of like trying to get a gift for everyone i'm just gonna i'm just gonna make little little oh and i love that couple, uh, yeah like, i think that's really special something really nice and yeah it was terrible and it took me all day i was like sweaty in the kitchen it took me all day i hated it so i can't imagine what it's like if you only bake once a year for a special occasion like who like you must yeah. have to ask or it's passed down to you or if you're a kid and you get this treat and like your first bite is like Thanks, mom. <laughs> well, and that's why part of me is not at all mad about paying someone who is mm. an expert and has honed that craft. So even though it's like, you know, for Thanksgiving frequently, we'll just buy pies from a local bakery mm-hmm. and they're like 25 bucks. But you know what is worth mm. every cent of that $25 for that fresh baked pie yep. that, you know, and yeah, you can get you can definitely get ones that are much cheaper at, you know, a place like Publix or Kroger grocery store. But I mean, it doesn't hold a candle to one baked pie baked it mm-hmm. in a bakery fresh yeah so all right okay mm-hmm. i do want to tell you so this was the so the american birthday tradition is a cake um centered mm-hmm. cake centered but i wanted to touch on the many other birthday treats that are um like global? in other countries Fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so i have a few notes on them um so i mean i think plenty of people today also just based on the influence of um, American capitalism, uh, <laughs> might enjoy a birthday cake. Yeah, it's a um, capitalism-fueled episode. <laughs> I do. Well, yeah. I mean, birthdays, honestly, like we just discussed, weren't really celebrated through most of human history until yeah. we decided that you could, like, buy things. Buy things. Mm-hmm. Um, probably like a lot of other holidays. Halloween, um, <laughs> Valentine's Day. <laughs> but uh, I think with this, it is really fun to think about, like, you know, how how do other people celebrate their mm-hmm. special days? So in uh, Russia, it's traditional to have a birthday pie, and it may, mm-hmm. may or may not even have a greeting carved into the crust. 
Oh. Uh, England has a tradition of a fortune telling cake in which small objects and candies would be mixed into the batter, and That's the items fine. you'd find would have significance it's until you yes. choke on one of them. Well, I, I wonder. Just be careful when you're eating mm-hmm. a pie that you or a cake that you know might have something <laughs> in it. Yeah. Um, Norway has the Kransakak. Kake, Kransakak, a cake, giant, uh, multi-tiered masterpiece of cookies and icing, often mm. 18 inches or more, 18, me, 18 layers or more. Wow. So like really tall and Fancy. beautiful. You can look that one up. Um, Denmark has the Kagamande or Kagekone, which is cake man or cake woman. And if you mm. look it up, it's literally like the shape of a sort of gingerbread mm. man or gingerbread woman. Don't love but that. But large. And mm-hmm. then you would decorate it with like decorations that would remind you of the person oh <laughs> i don't so, love that I mean, they looked a little intense uh, but a lot of them were just sort of like maybe your favorite candy was sprinkled on top or something like that mm-hmm. um in ecuador they they eat um alfajores which are like a small shortbread cookie filled with dulce de leche with powdered sugar um then South Korea and China, actually, they lean more towards or a traditional birthday food would lean more towards um, auspicious foods that you might eat. Like we have mm. um, Southern traditions of eating uh, certain foods on New Year's Day. In South Korea, they eat seaweed soup, which is a highly nutritious soup that is said to sort of give you the nutrients mm. you need to be healthy for the year. Okay. And it has a side note of being a sort of tribute to your mother because um, who birthed you? Mm hmm. Because it's something that Korean women traditionally eat after giving birth to sort of gain back nutrients. Yeah, so you just did um, something significant. And and similarly, in China, they might eat longevity noodles to symbolize a long life. I did see the noodles, but Mm I I was too afraid to go into the Chinese birthdays because that's a lot. It's like a whole other podcast to talk about Asian culture, especially because it's... It didn't directly influence ours because sure, it was separate. Sure. Like it I is. wanted to only cover things that got to us, but I did see the no, longevity noodle noodle. Well, that makes sense with mine doing cake. It's like, okay, what do people eat on their birthdays? Yeah. You know, yeah, so I think yeah, that yeah. was, it was mm-hmm. really kind of neat. Um, In India, they might consume payesh, a dessert similar to rice pudding that would have spices based on your family mm. and your region, might have a different flavor. Um, Brazil and Japan both have sort of small bite-sized things. In Brazil, it's brigadeiros, a small, rich dessert, kind of looks like a truffle or a bonbon. In Japan, they would eat mochi cakes, so tiny little mochi cakes. Uh, In Ghana, it's actually traditional to um, consume a hearty breakfast called oto, which is boiled in mashed yams Mm -hmm. with um, hard-boiled eggs uh, on top Mm -hmm. and a lot of spices. So the hard-boiled egg, again, being sort of a... Um, healthy, healthy thing to have and put yourself out on the right foot. And uh, in Iceland, they enjoy canned fruit. So that's just an assortment. There's a lot of others. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a huge long list. It's easily, you know, you can find this on the internet, but it's really, really neat to think about what other people yeah. enjoy on their birthday. Um, I always have a slice of cake myself. <laughs> Love cake. I have something sweet. I usually end up getting a lot because people know I like sweet things. So I get like lots of chocolate and lots of things and I eat it all. So it's very good. Except not on cake chocolate but not on cake yeah i like chocolate bars a lot like i like like just eating like a piece of chocolate mm. but chocolate cake i mean i like like fudge cakes and i did have a period of life for probably about like a year or two where i loved like fudge and chocolate but definitely right so now strange. i'm more of like a i want like a really good cake and i like cupcakes and i like mm-hmm. icing I, li- I have a huge sweet tooth though so mm-hmm. all of this sounds delicious to me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Yay, My birthdays. favorite spot for cake in, if you live in the Atlanta area, is the cake. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they're very, very delicious. Hope you can buy it by well. the slice. This so, episode yeah. sponsored by... <laughs> I mean, Not Publix. Really. We would love Publix that. cake. If y'all could uh, uh, hand us some free birthday cake, yeah. that would be excellent. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah I get their cakes occasionally so yeah that's birthdays and uh, i think it's fun that we both have birthdays that are less than a well almost a month apart less yeah, than a month yeah. apart in fact um, last year for our birthday yeah, birthdays, we, did mm-hmm. we did a zookeeper for a day at zoo atlanta shout out to zoo atlanta zoo atlanta and we did uh, it was really fun we did uh-huh. reptiles and birds yeah that's who we are that's who we are yep we got to go inside of all the little pens we didn't and... get to hold any snakes which was super disappointing yeah, we should have said something sense that you know mm-hmm. for safety they had a little kid. We should have I mean, advocated for the, I, like, we should have gone in saying, like, we I just like kept waiting for it. I was like, Charlie, you're going to let me hold Is a snake, now right? a snake. We did get to hang out with that really cool large turtle. I forget what the tor- tortoise's name we was. Did, but yeah. that was really cool. We got to feed it, like, scuffles, crunchy. There's scuttles and... Yeah. I don't remember. Sh- shuffles, but. Uh, shuffles, and uh, another one. Yeah. Yeah. But that was, I mean, that was neat, because usually that's something you would only get to see from afar but yeah. we got to like go in and like we got to feed um the... we got to feed several things and then we got mm-hmm. to do enrichment activities for them so we did oh, get yeah, a lot those closer. scary birds yeah we did get a lot closer than a lot of other folks would, we did and we got to really neat. have our own little zookeepers like walk us around and stuff yeah. and we learned a bunch so we also heard from multiple dads the same joke Oh, we did? what species is that? Remember oh, throughout the day, yes. we'd, because we'd be like, like on the other side. And so <laughs> that's we're, right. You know, oh helping the animals the and helping like, the zookeepers. Oh like literally yeah. multiple dads made that oh, joke. Oh, that's so us. funny. Yes, because we did get to go all up inside. Uh, uh, yeah, that was a really fun experience. And we like the zoo here. Um, we got so that shirts. was our. Mm-hmm, we, we got did. name badges. Yeah, yeah, I kept my name badge. I did not keep my shirt. Sorry, Zoo Atlanta. I don't wear wow. t-shirts. Mm-hmm. I kept mine, but I don't wear it. So yeah, like, I, well, you know, I'm not gonna let what it. What am I doing there? I just I don't I don't like it's t-shirts. It's also a really thick material, so yeah. in Georgia, it's not good. No, no, not no. good to run in for sure. Yeah, and then uh, this year, just quiet, quiet birthday. So not really pandemic. gonna pandemic it up and make anybody feel like any certain kind of way. Um, well, I would gonna... say let us know if you have a specific birthday. <laughs> tradition that we didn't cover oh yes yeah please write uh, in um, you had a memorable birthday as a kid that you want to talk to us about yeah we're getting as active as we can on instagram so i think instagram is our main place to interact with us and that is at the origins of podcasts on mm-hmm. instagram so uh join us for some behind the scenes and uh, we'll be posting some fun cakes and fun images and uh happy birthday to happy everyone birthday to everyone <laughs> This podcast was produced by Johnny Stubbs in Atlanta, Georgia. Visit us online at theoriginsofpodcast.com or to help us support this podcast, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash theoriginsofpodcast.